draft, the Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 310. On the Blue Wire Network, I am Euros Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Mugmart here. Boys, how are we feeling? Short week. Yeah, I'm feeling good, bro. We got the Packers, Thursday Night Football. We're going to be on primetime. I know, Tyler, you're going to be there. I know, Tyler, you're lit. How are you feeling about that, Tyler? Are you excited? Oh, I'm pumped, dude. Um, so we're recording right now on Tuesday night. Uh, I'll be leaving in a couple hours, essentially, because I'll be leaving in the morning. So going to go to class and then off to Green Bay, man. About seven, seven and a half hour drive. A couple stops, probably be around eight hours, but it's going to be worth it. And I can't wait to see the boys on Thursday night under the bright lights in Lambeau Field. Big game, man. I'm, 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 I'm excited, dude. Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Woo! What is going on, guys? Yo, we are 2-1. and one. We're about to play a division game. I'm, I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm pretty sure I'm not pumped to Tyler right now because Tyler's going to the game. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm still pumped though. I mean, I, I I really like our odds here, man. I like what's going on, man. I'm I'm excited, man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah no. divisional game. Yeah, those are huge, man. Lambo, bright lights. I mean, you can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. Yeah, it's not only just like a divisional game. Like it's a, it's a divisional game. Like it's a big divisional game. Like you're not just going to Chicago Field, the Soldier Field, playing an 0 three Chicago Bears team, where you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna kill that team. It's not that type of game. You're playing a good Green Bay Packers team right now. They're two and one. Right. Your Lions are two and one right now. Debatable. I'm sorry. The two and one though, right? So like it's a big game, regardless, right? The, the, you are yeah, right now sure. technically tied in the division for first place. So this has a lot on stake as far as early game. So big game. I'm looking forward to it. Like Pierce said, bright lights. And every time these lines and Packers feel like they play, it always seems like it's a very good game. Especially since Dan Campbell was taking over this Lions team. It seems like they have been very, very good, fun matchup. So definitely looking forward to that. And we got some good news, and we're going to get it right into it. Let's talk about this injury report. I'm going to kick it off to you, Malcolm. How is that Lions injury report looking for this Thursday? Malcolm doesn't have the injury report, so we're going to kick it off to Pierre. Pierre, how is the Packers injury report looking like? Then we'll get to the Lions. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jair Alexander with a back didn't practice Monday. Well, the, the Packers didn't practice Monday. It was an estimation, but he was did not participate on Monday, limited on Tuesday. Safety Zane Anderson didn't practice both days with a hamstring. David Bakatari rest didn't practice. He's not injured. Uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell ankle hasn't practiced both days. Rashawn Gary with a knee was limited on Monday, limited on Tuesday. Um, Elton Jenkins, their guard slash tackle with a knee, did not participate both days. He's actually their best offensive lineman, in my opinion. Um, running back Aaron Jones with a hamstring did not participate. Or no, I'm sorry, was limited on Monday and limited on Tuesday. And it sounds like he's going to play from what they're saying. Offensive lineman Zach Town with a knee didn't practice on Monday, limited on Tuesday. Damn. Um, 
how the hell do you say his name? Carrington Valentine with a, the cornerback biceps didn't participate on Monday, was limited on Tuesday. Then wide receiver Christian Hams, uh, wide receiver Christian Watson with a hamstring didn't practice on Monday, but practiced on Tuesday. Again, Monday was an estimation, but um, yeah, they had a walkthrough on Tuesday. So that's the package injury report. Yeah, it looks like the Packers saved their their big dogs on offense for this game. Watson hasn't obviously played a game this year yet, and it looks like they kind of saved him for this game. And Aaron Jones missed the last two games after having a big game versus the Bears. Yeah, so it looks like they kind of saved him, and it makes sense. It looks we're going to get into this Lions report. It looks like the Lions almost kind of did the same thing for this game. Um, so Malcolm, you have the injury report now. Yep. Yeah, you have yes, the I do. <laughs> I do have the injury report now. I'm um, sorry about the technical difficulties, but yeah, um, I do have the Lions injury report, and we're gonna kick it off with the guys who did not participate. And so far in this list, we only got two guys. We have tackle Matt Nelson. He did not participate with the ankle injury, and then Halapute Vitae. He has a knee injury. He did not participate. Um, and again, both of these practices were walkthroughs, so they did not participate. But as far as the limited guys, we have um, fullback Jason Kambinda with a knee injury. He was limited. Um, tackle Taylor Decker with an ankle injury. He was a limited um, particip- participation today. Um, jo- guard Jordan Jackson. He had a thigh injury. He was limited today. Kirby Joseph with a hip injury. He was limited. David Montgomery has a thigh injury. He was limited. And Emmanuel Mosley, um, he has a knee and hamstring. That brothers have everything going on with them. Um, he's he was limited as well. Uh, just one thing, Malcolm. Jason Cabinda was limited on Monday, but did not participate on Tuesday. Oh, that is correct. Jason Cabinda did not participate on Tuesday. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, and as far as Dan Campbell, he provided some injury updates of more intel of what we could expect on Thursday. Looks like Taylor Decker and David Montgomery are trending towards playing on Thursday versus the Packers, which is huge. Kirby Joseph is still wait-and-see mode. Manuel Mosley is almost ready. I think the assumption that he'll probably miss this game and will probably get him back week five versus the Panthers and maybe have him get one series here and then get Jerry Jacobs one series. That's what it sounds like they're going to mix him in to that defense. And then, obviously, Matt Nelson is still technically on the injury report, but he should be placed on IR. It could be any day now. Um, he'll, he'll be placed on IR, and they'll probably promote someone from the practice squad, I would assume, to that 53-man roster. And you could probably assume it would be a tackle. If it's Dan Skipper, if it's healthy, I would assume it would be him. But who really knows? Yeah. Um, it's probably going to happen last minute, too. Just so, like, you, I mean, there's no point in doing it now. Just don't let the let the Packers, like, guess, I guess, kind of. Yeah, we have a couple guys in that practice squad. Connor Galvin, yeah. obviously, who was in the preseason with us, was working with the second team. He, you know, he could be a potential guy. Uh, Dan Skipper, like we said, that could be a potential guy. They elevated him last week, but we don't know the severity of his injury because he's a practice squad player, so they don't have to technically list him on these on these injury reports. So we don't know what he what you know if he was limited or was a non participant. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess probably on Wednesday. Of what they end up doing with this with this Matt Nelson situation, so that is your injury report. But yeah, big news getting Taylor Decker back and 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 David Montgomery most likely that that's huge. And I think as far as David Montgomery, I don't think anybody, or at least I didn't, I didn't expect him to get back this quickly. I thought he'd miss probably minimum two games, and maybe we get him back that Panthers game. But looks like they maybe saved him from that Falcons game. Same with Decker, and you now you get him in this big divisional game on Thursday night versus the Packers. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. That's what it man. looks like, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this offense now and this Packers defense. With getting Decker back, obviously a huge sigh of relief because I think that was going to be a huge question of what they were going to do with this offensive tackle position if Decker couldn't give it a go in another game. 
because, you know, obviously, like we said, Matt Nelson is going to get a place on IR. Um, Dan Skipper, you didn't know what the status with him is. And then you saw Colby Sorrestale play last game versus the Falcons, and, you know, it didn't look great. And ideally, he's not supposed to be a tackle right now. I think they were training him in the preseason to potentially be a guard. Right. Obviously, with all the injuries happening, they had to throw him in at the position. Wasn't particularly great. So getting Decker back, moving Sewell back to right tackle, definitely huge for this Lions offense. And hopefully they can get back in sync this week because last week, you know, it was it was good enough, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, especially when you go up a guy like Rashawn Gary, he mainly lines up against the right tackle. Um, Sewell and Gary, I mean, that that's where you feel the most comfortable at if you're the Lions. On the other side, they got Preston Smith. He's also a, more of a powerful guy. He's more of a run, uh, run guy. But, I mean, we've seen him be able to rush the passer before too. So, I think having those – even Decker – like, Decker played through that injury versus the Chiefs, and he looked – I mean, he did like – he wasn't himself like 100%, but he's still better than whatever we got. 100%. All right, I'm going to ask the key question that I usually ask every week. You're Ben Johnson. You're looking at this Packers mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. What is the game plan? Is it same old Packers, as I like to say? Run it down their throat because they can't stop the run? Or Pretty what are you much. You same old oh, Packers. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> same old Packers, man. Um, run, run, and run. Run. I, th- I think it, I think it's a similar, similar, similar to we see when we, the last couple of times we played the Packers. You're gonna run a lot, and then you see the play action from Jared Goff, where you're gonna take his deep shots, and the shots are gonna be there because they're gonna suck it on the run at eventually after being gashed all game. So uh, it's, it's the same game plan. Yeah, and they play lots of zone too. And we've talked about this when teams play zone and the run game is going. I mean, you could you could slice and dice them. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, obviously, the three years we've had Jared Goff, and I think you've really seen it since Ben Johnson's taken over. Goff is very comfortable versus zone defense. Like, we saw the Seattle game this year. You know, he, he he looks his best when he versus a zone defense, and especially if that run game can get going, that's huge. And, you know, getting David Montgomery back is huge. Now, the, what role we're going to expect out of David Montgomery, I don't know exactly because he is coming off an injury. There could be a limited role for him in this game. But I think his presence is big because, I mean, last game you had Jameer Gibbs, you had Craig Reynolds, you had Zonovan Knight. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is a complimentary back, in my opinion. Like, he's not one of those guys that is just going to take 20-plus carries in a game and run between the tackles. I think having David Montgomery on the field where he could take that load and Jameer Gibbs goes back to the role that he's been doing the first two weeks, I think that helps that Lions running game a lot more than what we saw last week versus the Falcons. 100%. 100%. I, mean, I think that, that's something for now. I'm not going to just say that he can't eventually become that back. I think he could be that back eventually. Just right now, I think, you know, he's a young player. So I think I think, I think think he's having trouble being that, that running back 1A, you know. Uh, yeah. I think he, yeah, like you said, I think he's he fits that complimentary role uh, you know, best right now. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's like it's very early. This is going to be his fourth career game this Thursday. Like, there's still a lot of time. Like, he hasn't even went through a whole month of an NFL regular season yet. So, I'm not going to label him as uh, just a complimentary back for his career. But I think as of right now, you feel more, you feel a lot more comfortable with Montgomery out there and, you know, them at least splitting the carries or Mount again, maybe a little more of the edge than Jameer in, in that role. I'll say this with Jameer. They got to find more ways to get him out in space, whether it's a screen pass or, you know, they just – feel like they haven't played to his strength as much as they should. 
I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I want them to use him more in the passing and getting out and getting him out in space. I think he's gonna be fine, man. He reminds me of the same exact way Reggie Bush came when he came out. Reggie Bush, we came, we Reggie Bush first came out. He was with um Deuce Deuce McAllister, I believe it was Deuce McAllister, and um yeah, he was running back well one B, you know, and then he was he just couldn't his his role in, in the, with the Saints was very similar. Um, he just had a little bit more responsibility because he he did kick returning as well. But um, as far as being that primary back, he just he wasn't there yet. And I think I think Jameer Gibbs is the same right now. He's got to learn how and how to be that that primary back, and he's just not there right now. Yeah, I'm not worried about Gibbs. I just want Ben to maybe call more screens or use him more in the pass game or get him out in space more. You know, be a little more, maybe line him up in the slot. Like, use his speed as an advantage against linebackers because I don't think any linebacker could cover him. Like, he's fast. He's good. You just get more creative with him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I could see that. I mean, I expected it especially a little bit more early on, especially with J-Mo's suspension and you're a little thin at receiver right now. I did expect him to be used more in the passing game. And not to say, like, that they, they save plays for certain games, but, like, Every game in the NFL matters, right? Obviously, every game matters. But, like, division games have a little more meaning behind them. And I could see them having maybe some special plays up their sleeves this Thursday with Jameer Gibbs in this divisional game. You know, this is the first divisional game, big one. So I could I could see them getting him more involved in this game, especially if you have Montgomery, you know, being able to take maybe majority of the load of the running back. You can get, get, you can get creative with Gibbs in the passing and the running game. Speaking of the Packers' defense, they got some dogs up front. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith. Um, Jair Alexander is obviously one of the best corners in the league, but against the Lions, he's not for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, they got Russell Douglas, who's playing really well. He's allowing a um, 73.4 passer rating when targeted. So they got talent, man. Um but I still think you run it down their throat to attack their soft zone. And in DVOA, they're a top 10 defense. And we talked about DVOA. They factor in everything, opponents played and all that stuff. So I don't think they're a light defense, but I also don't think they faced an offense quite like the Lions. I know they played the Saints last week, but Derek Carr got hurt in the fourth quarter, I think it was. Um, the Saints were winning 17-0 after he got hurt. The Packers came back and won. Yeah. They did a so, good job with Carr, though, because he only—I mean, because one of them was a partner in touchdown, so they allowed only ten points from the Saints' offense. Yeah, and the Saints have talent on offense. Um, so you know, it's—I don't think it's gonna be an easy task, but at the same time, I don't think they've played an offense as diverse as the Lions. Yeah. Um. So, a question for you guys, Josh Reynolds. Obviously, he's been a huge factor in this passing game. The first two games didn't even get yeah. a single target last game, which was kind of shocking a little bit to me, right? I know he was questionable coming into the game, was really limited in some practices. Uh, do you guys expect, obviously, a bigger game out of Josh Reynolds on this this Thursday? Yes. Uh, last week, he was in with a groin injury. This week, you don't see him on the injury report. Um, I'm expecting how, how he plays, you know, maybe 60, 70 yards. Blocking down the field, playing aggressive. Yes. Yeah, I think we'll see much more from Josh Reynolds. And, and like like the peer said, you know, he was he was hurt. He was on the injury report. He was questionable coming into the game. Um, I'm not sure they they. I think they just decided to just stay away and not target him as much. I, I don't know. I don't think yeah. he got any targets. He didn't. No, he had zero targets. Yeah. I mean, he saw the field. Like he was on the field a good amount. Like I think he. He led the – I mean, outside of Amon Ra, like, he was the second receiver that got the most snaps, but yeah, just, they didn't find his way. But, like, 
they didn't really have to. I mean, the offense wasn't great, but like Amon Ra, Raymond stepped up. Laporta obviously really came out last game, and I expect some of that too this this Thursday too. Like I expect him to get him a more balanced passing game, like to get Reynolds more involved and still get Laporta and Amon Ra. I, I think. You see it right now. Goff's coming a lot more comfortable with Sam Laporta, and you're seeing Ben Johnson's game more faith in him as well. And they're getting him a lot more involved in this game. I think it was a Seattle game where we saw in the fourth quarter when a lot of guys went down and they needed someone to step up. You saw Sam really step up, and I think now he's really getting that trust from Goff. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think, I'm not sure if AJ Terrell is a big reason why. Josh Reynolds wasn't being targeted. I'm not sure if, Josh, if AJ Terrell was mainly on Josh Reynolds' side. Um, that that could have been a factor as well. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it makes uh, sense. We we talked about it in our pregame versus the Falcons, where you want to attack that that nickel corner, D, you know, D. Alford. Like that was a mismatch, especially with Amonra. And you know, they got him really involved. You know, that, that was a game plan where Amonra was the main focal point on offense, and it worked out. You know, you got you did enough at least in that game to, to score enough. Yeah. Uh, one thing too with the Packers is they have this corner. Keyshawn Dixon, their nickel corner. Um, he's allowing a 130.7 pass rating when targeted. Um, so, you know, that that's that's where you attack him. You, you know, I'm going to St. Brown attack the middle of the field. And then Jair Alexander is also coming off an injury. He hasn't played all year. If he's playing, I would, I would test him out. To go deep on him. See how that hamstring's feeling. And, you know, we yeah. know we're so Douglas. He's a good corner. He's having a good year, but he's not a guy where you don't target. Like, I feel like they have places where you could attack them. And if your protection holds up, the reason why these teams have struggled against them because their their pressure up front has been really good. Rashawn Gary has been a really good player for them. They got Kenny Clark. They got Devontae Wyatt. Um, they're loaded up front. They got a good D-line. It's, it's, it's the same D-line like last year, but, you know, Devontae Wyatt is taking that next step in his development. Kenny Clark is a good player. Yeah, they not do, good against man. the run, but yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, they they really good front. You talk about the names, you just mentioned some really good names, man. But they are twenty seventh against the run, man. I mean, I just we're twenty seventh in the league against the run. I mean, I understand it's just three games, but this just seems like this is their identity uh, as far as the Packers and and not caring to stop the run. I mean, last not not that not last week, but the week before when they played against the Falcons, B. John Robinson just went off on them. Yeah, um, he literally yeah. tore them up. Um, and I, I really think this is where we could, you know, we're going to see that that matchup with, especially if David Montgomery's, if he's healthy enough to get at least 20 carries. I'm not sure how much you're going to use him because he's coming off an injury, but if he gets about 20 carries, I can see him averaging five or six yards per carry against the team and going off and then might get like 150 yards. And that's, that's if he gets 20 carries because they just not in the middle, like they just, they're just not a good tackling team. Yeah, I was talking about their pass rush with their D-line. They're, for some reason, like we said, the Packers' run defense is just – it's never been good since LaFleur has been there. I, I don't know why. Um, I don't think they really value it just the way they always play. You know, they always play like a deep sort of zone or shell defense. They never really stack the box. Maybe this week they'll change it up, but they haven't changed it up over the yeah, past they've years. They've never now. done it. So, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see I them can't believe it, it this year. Yeah. yeah. I don't, and it's like it's, it's like one of those things. Show me, and then I'll believe it. But like, I'm not yeah. going to say they're going to do it because, like you said, they for however many years Lafleur's been there, like they just haven't been able to stop their run, and it's always been a weakness. And I feel like every single year, you talk to any Packers fan, they always think the run defense is going to improve every year because you're like it's they can't get any worse. You, you say that every year as a Packers fan, I would assume we've had 
our share of things, what we say about this can't get worse. I, example, Lions running game. It can't get worse. That was always the thing we used to say for so many years. Oh, it always found a way to get worse or just stay stagnant. That's what it seems to be now for this package run defense. It can't get worse, but it's just it's staying stagnant every single year. So I saw that video. You guys know the video of like the soccer thing where they have like their hands out the security. People are just walking through it. Yeah. And a Packers fan tweeted the Packers run defense. <laughs> I laughed when I saw that. Um, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, once that running game gets involved, then the play action opens up for the Lions. And that's when that's when golf starts playing his best ball. Yeah, you know, Laporta and Amon Ra, like with zone coverage, those guys are going to eat. Yeah. It, this team is so balanced, man. It's, it's really hard to key in. Like, I'm not sure what, you, what you'd want to do to try to stop Detroit as far as, like, would you try to stack the box? Or because this is a team who similar to the pass and, and passing offense, and they're never in, in the running offense. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty much a really good offense. So they're so balanced. You just don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I do want to see more play action, though. I feel like we haven't seen as much. I, I think you feel more comfortable this week if you have Decker back because having your tackles out there makes it a lot yeah. more easier to do that because, you know, when you're when you're rotating between Matt Nelson and you got Dan Skipper, then you got Colby Sorisdale. I mean, they still ran a good amount of play action versus the Falcons, but obviously I don't think you could do it as much as you wanted don't with, want to. with the rotating the tackles because you just don't want Goff getting killed. Yeah, the last thing you yeah. want is them to do a play action, and then when golf turns his head, the defender's already right there. Yeah, like, right. You, you don't want that. Um, yeah. And you're, so, and, yeah you're, and you're playing a good team that gets the quarterback. Like they 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 could generate pass rush. So yeah, so from yeah. everywhere, enter your the edge. Right. You know, yeah. So it's but, good to have your almost full strength offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if Taylor Decker's out there, I think we can see more. Taylor Decker, I, I think David Taylor Decker and David Montgomery. So I think both of those guys having both of them out there would. Make it easier for golf. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Hundred percent. Because I mean, that's when we see the offense really at their best when that play actually gets going. You know, that's that's when the big plays come and um and that's when they generate a lot of their offense. And last week we saw it here and there, but it wasn't consistent just because of the tackle play and you know it, it had an effect. So I think having Decker back would would help a lot for sure. And you know especially the running game. You know who's been really good for them in coverage this year is their first-round pick from, or is it last year, Quay Walker, or was he the year before? Quay Walker from Georgia? From Georgia? Yeah, he's been really good for them in coverage. And then Devondre Campbell, um, he hasn't practiced this week yet, but he's had a a good year for them, too. He's also been good in coverage. So they got two linebackers that are good in coverage. You know, when you play zone, your linebackers have to be able to cover. So we'll see how the Lions attack those. But once again, I'm taking Amon Ra and Laporta over any linebacker. That's just the way I feel. That's fair. I mean, Amon Ra has been great. He's been great all year. Yeah. And Laporta actually, believe it or not, leads the league in receiving yards for tight end. So for tight ends. Laporta is coming one of those guys right now at tight end. He's coming a star right yeah. now. I mean, it's it's early. It's slowly coming but like he's shown you a lot already so far and is is very very young career he's only played three games and he's he's done a lot so far in these three games and you see him just getting better and better every single week and golf trust him obviously like you right. see the way he throws it to him and there's there's a level of trust there it's hard to sometimes build that trust with rookies but it's there for those two guys yeah, yeah. he doesn't look he doesn't look like a rookie out there he definitely doesn't no, look like a rookie because he's so balanced, man. You're talking about like a, a really great run blocker as well. Great run blocker. Um, yeah. He has really good hands. I don't think he dropped a pass in this year. I know he dropped one in the preseason, but I don't think he dropped one in the regular season. You know, one player I want to get him more involved is James Mitchell. We haven't seen him that much this year. 
it, like in the passing game, you know, he's at yeah. that use that athletic similar, but I think it's you yeah. know Laporta. I mean, uh, I, I right think down he, the field a lot. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a third tight end right now, so getting him involved, it's you gotta go thirteen personnel, and it's kind of tough. Yeah, I I mean I just like like his speed and stuff. They used him like literal last year towards the yeah. end of the year. I mean he he only saw two snaps last week versus the Falcons. Yeah, and then versus the Seahawks, two snaps. Yeah, it's really tough to when you that third tight end man. It's really tough to get snaps out there because they have to go in that jumbo package. And how many right. times you go see that package? You know, how many times you go see us running three tight ends out there? Yeah, no, you're right about that. So we'll see. Um, I, mean, I do think though this defense, like you, you could attack them. Um, they're they're a good defense. Though. They're going to get their wins too, but. There are some spots where you, you could attack them and easily take care of stuff. For sure. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, man. We've seen it. And I, I think it's the same defense. I don't think his defense is any different from the, the same team we saw week 18. Um, they may do some little tweaks as far as what, they, what they're what they going to do, but same guys. I don't think yeah. there's much of anybody different. I, I think week 18, we didn't have, they didn't have Rashawn Gary, though. So that's, that's a, a plus for them, I guess, having him back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to talk about some tweaks? We could talk about this Packers offense because it's a completely different <laughs> offense than oh, what, yeah. we've, what we've played in the past. This is not, you know, they're in Rodgers Packers and even Dan Campbell alluded to that. Like they're a lot more, you know, it's like more of a fundamental balance offense than it, than it was in years previous with Jordan Love. Yeah. So it's so what can we expect this week out of this this Packers offense versus Lions defense? Um, they're going to try to get their run game going because their running game is a quarterback's best friend and they missed Aaron Jones. Um the last two games, I think last it was. Games, yes, yeah. The first game, he did really well with them. They used him in the pass game and running game. So Aaron Jones, I would say, I mean, we talk about this every time, but your number one goal comes so we can stop that run. You know, you stop that run, you force Jordan Love, a young quarterback, who honestly, I mean, he's up and down, but there's some throws you're like, what the fuck was that? There's like some throws like, wow, that's a nice throw. As you'd expect, he's only making like his fifth career start or whatever, sixth career start. Um, so, yeah, just – Force him into third and long, third and medium, and force Jordan Love to throw the ball. And that's how you win on defense. And obviously pressure him, right? 
their interior is really weak. They got good tackles, but their interior of the line. Um, let me pull it right here. You got Royce Newman. He hasn't been that good. You got their center, Josh Myers. PFF has him as a 28th out of 35th center. John Runyon, um, he's good in pass pro, but not good as, as a run blocker. I mean, they, they have their weaknesses. And obviously, the Falcons line was a lot better than this. So I feel like they could, you know, they could pressure him. But one thing with Jordan Love is he got feet. He, he's mobile. He can move. So you got to be disciplined your gaps and all that and set the edge. Yeah. I think something, too, with this Lions run defense, like you're a lot more encouraged what you've seen this year so far. Like they've done a phenomenal job these first two weeks. And I think the big test was last Sunday versus the Falcons because that's a team that obviously loves to run the ball with B. John Robinson. They got Tyler Algier. And the Lions did a phenomenal job. And they, they were the first team, obviously very small sample size, but they were the first team to make Bijan Robinson pretty much a non-factor in this game. Because uh, Bijan was a big factor in both the Falcons' first two games, one versus Packers team, and then the other one was versus the Panthers. But the Lions completely eliminated him, and they made Desmond Ritter uh, a passer, and we saw how that went. Didn't go great for him. They could even muster a touchdown on the board. So not to say Jordan Love is the same equivalent as Desmond Ritter, but if you could – prevent that running game from taking off with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you feel a lot more confident with your defense uh, of Jordan Love becoming a passer. But, hey, they got a big-time receiver coming back this week. He hasn't played yet this year. Uh, Young, upcoming star, in my opinion. I like Christian Watson a lot. So him coming back, Aaron Glenn has a handful to how to stop him this week, too, in, in this passing game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man, because, like you said, they, they're going to try to run the ball. Um but I'm really like I, this has been probably the most confident I've ever been about Lions, D, the Detroit Lions running defense. Right now, I mean, this this short sample size, you know, only been what three games. They're they're ranked fifth overall as far as total yards given up uh, on the ground, uh, as far as the defense. So they're they're already a top five running defense. Um, if they keep this up, that'll be phenomenal, man. But it seems like they figured it out as far as the formula on how to play your gaps and, and how to set the edge and, and stopping the run. And I think a big part of that is that rookie, man, Brian, Brian Branch, man. He is like the X factor on setting the edge right now and, and helping the edge guys right now because once a, once like the running back goes to the outside, they see Brian Branch. Brian Branch. He's there. <laughs> so, man, I mean, they look like they fixed it. I'm not really worried about this running defense. I think they will shut down. Green Bay's running, rushing attack with either A.J. Dillon or whoever they have back there, whoever the hell they have back there. I think they will shut it down. Um, what I am worried about is, I mean, you know, we've we seen it last week that they did a great job on containing Desmond Ritter and having him not scramble around and do mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Um, I want to make sure I have to see a couple more weeks. I can't just say that they, this is something that's completely fixed. I have to see another week. And this is a good test right now because they're playing as Jordan Love, who, you know, when shit breaks down, he's not scared to take off with his feet. So I want to see how they how they play Jordan Love. As far as I'm not really too worried about his passing ability because he, he's going to sell some shit. He, he's not he's not the most accurate passer. He has a great arm. He has a really great quick release. And I think he does have the fundamentals to be a good quarterback. Even a, a great quarterback, I, I don't like saying it because they're good backers. I think he has all the fundamentals to be a great quarterback. But um, as of right now, a lot of his passes sail. And if we stay in our zone coverage, I can see him sailing a pass right to us. He, like, he go throw the ball right to us a couple times. And that's just what I see happening. Um, 
Uh, my biggest concern is him running with his feet, and I want to yeah. see if Detroit could could stop that. If they stop that, it's going to be another another easy victory. And and speaking of like if the overthrows, Detroit's got to capitalize on these these almost turnovers. They've had too many almost turnovers. Too Tracy many. Walker, Tracy, Tracy Walker, Walker. Yeah, yeah, we saw, yeah, saw like CJ Gardner Johnson week one. one. Yeah, like there's Kirby too many dropped one week two. Yeah, like we're having too many of these almost turnovers. Like we have to actually capitalize and and, and you know count. cause turnovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to make this episode. Like, because we see this last year. You know, we see this in last year where we saw Gerald Kirby Joseph have his couple drops, and then I don't know where he's catching everything. Yeah, hopefully we'll see that more of our players right now. But it just seems like man, Tracy Walker. He's like the good thing about Tracy Walker is he always around the ball, which is good. It's a good thing. You want your you want your safety to be always to be around the ball, but you gotta capitalize, man. He gotta he gotta be able to come come down with these these picks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it changes the game so much. I mean, just look at week one. If Brian Branch doesn't get that pick six, we're talking about probably a whole different game right now. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, and, and even last week, it didn't cost you, but like Tracy Walker probably could have had six on one of those plays. If not, he's going to be a very good field territory if he doesn't get six on. on he could have had two picks. picks. He dropped two picks. He dropped two picks. He dropped yeah. the one that went between his legs. And uh, the other one is like towards the end. Hudson bailed him out. We got a strip sack. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to make those plays, though. You got to cause right. turnovers, and um, because it changes the whole dynamic of the game if you cause turnovers, field position, you know, your momentum, yeah. everything. You know, and you're playing on the road, tough atmosphere in Lambeau Field. You want to get momentum early on in this game, so those almost plays you got to turn them into actual turnovers this game, and um, you know, I, I hopefully this Lions pass rush too. You know, causing more pressure. They did a great job last week against the quarterback. Got seven sacks, which was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, if you can continue that this week, that would be great. But I have something interesting to bring up. So I just want to bring up last year when we played the Packers. Obviously, different team. But we did a very good job with their running game last year. So Aaron Jones in the first matchup at Ford Field, nine nine carries, 25 yards, 2.8 average. A.J. Dillon, 11 carries, 34 yards, 3.1 average. That was the game at Ford Field. Now you go on to the game week 18 at Lambeau. Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 48 yards, four four yards a carry. AJ Dillon, nine yards or nine carries, 33 yards, 3.7 average. So the Lions did a very good job both times stopping that Packers run offense. And they both added to W's at the end of the day because, you know, they made them one-dimensional. Yeah, one thing with the Packers offense, though, it's not like where you have Devontae Adams and the rest are kind of like whatever. They got some solid uh, receivers. You know, they added – they drafted Jaden Reed. He's been good for them this year. Romeo Dobbs has had a really good year, second-year player. Uh, Tight end Luke Musgrave, I believe he's top 10 in receiving yards for tight ends. He has 124 yards. Um, So – and they get Watson back this week. They get Watson back. So they have like they have like they don't really have that guy yet. And I think that guy is Christian Watson, but he hasn't proven it yet. But they do have weapons that you got to be uh, like curious of. They got 100%. some good weapons, you know. Yeah, no, they're, they're sneaky and they're very young, like you said, they're very young guys. They're like not household names by any means, but they're sneaky good players. Romeo Dobbs has been very good since Watson's been out these first two weeks or these first three weeks. And yeah. same with Jaden Reed. You know, they drafted him pretty early, so they have a plan to get him involved. And saw in that Falcons game, he had a very nice touchdown. And obviously having Watson back in this game is going to help their passing game a lot too. So, um, you know, Aaron Glenn has a handful, you know, how to, how to prevent these guys from going, you know, too off and, and, you know, not having big games. So we'll see what they have up their sleeves. And I've always said this about Aaron Glenn. I don't have concerns if he comes in with a good game plan. 
It's if he doesn't know what to do with the with the current offense or like with their offense, the adjustments. Because we've seen the in-game adjustments not been great with Aaron Glenn. So Hopefully he comes in with a good game plan this Thursday versus the Packers. I think he does pretty well against Lafleur's offense. We've seen it for three years now, for the most part. Three years. I think every year, except right? the first year. Yeah. So well, the first year, really twenty-two. First year, because we had no one. So two year, two years in a row. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, technically they won the last game of the year when Rodgers played the first half, then Jordan Love came in the second half. But yeah, two thousand twenty-one was a whole completely different team. Though I don't count now. that year. I don't count that. That year is just like. But yes, yes, last year's team did a very good job with the Packers offense in both games. Yeah, so uh, and that was with Rodgers at quarterback, obviously. But, you know, um, the, the the extra added stuff is the RPO stuff, the the read option, maybe there's the speed or if they use any of that. You have to kind of like account for that with Rodgers. You don't really kind of had to like sort of do that. But with Jordan Love, you do like just some added wrinkles. That makes it a little harder to defend, I guess. And I think they got better pass catchers this time around than they did last year. I mean, there are a lot of the same guys like Watson and Dobbs, but I think they've gotten a lot better from when we last played them to now. Like, they've grown as players a lot, and then obviously now you had to read to that offense. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs has been really good for them. I'm not going to lie. Um, he has 11 receptions, 129 yards, three touchdowns. So he's been good. Uh, Jordan Love, when pressured, though, is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So you, you got to pressure him. You can't let him sit there in the pocket and be comfortable. Did y'all see that crap he did last week? Hmm? Did y'all see that crap he did last week? What do you do? They they tried to do some some um, fake play, like like a, a fake play. Uh, they tried to do like one of those um, where they pitch it to the running back and the running back throws it back to the, to the quarterback. Oh, it was on fourth and one. I saw that play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was kind of like a flea flicker to a certain extent, but yeah, I saw that Kind of like a flea flicker. He slipped, and then, yeah. <laughs> he did a split. Jordan Love yeah. did a split while throwing the ball. He was like, what the hell? He, he was open. It would have been a first down. It was a good play. Just would have been. He, he just fell. did a split. Yeah, he fell. <laughs> <laughs> and just threw the ball, and no one knew where that ball went. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I mean. He's he's has moments like he, he like you said Malcolm like he has moments where you could see flash where he could be a very good quarterback but like I still think he's very young and like he's still kind of going through it right now and we'll see what happens I mean for us I hope obviously he doesn't turn out to be a guy and haunts us for many years but we'll see and I, I feel I feel confident with him under helmet I think we should, we should be able to get some pressure on him yeah same here and we did a good job last week seven sacks man that's, that's a big turnaround. Hopefully they just don't steal what Seattle did versus us with the quick passes and stuff like that, which I could see them doing, but we'll see. We'll see, I guess. That's fine. All right. You guys got anything else to add to this this Packers Packers offense? No, that's about it. Okay. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Big game this Thursday. If you are trying to watch the game and you don't have Amazon Prime, get Amazon Prime because you need Amazon Prime for this game. No, you don't. If you're local, it's on Fox 2. It's on Fox. Is it? Yup. Dan Miller tweeted out today. Oh, wow. That's oh, nice. I did not know that. Okay. Well, yeah. Never mind. Don't listen to me. If you're local, I guess you guys got on your Fox 2. <laughs> I had no idea. Unless you're Malcolm and you live in Miami, you get your Amazon Prime. 
the yeah. majority of people have Amazon Prime. Like, like if you don't have Amazon Prime, what are you doing? It's still twenty three yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's ordering from Amazon. It comes free when you have your Prime membership, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. understand people. Like, come on, man. You have to have Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, you know, some people maybe can't afford it or they can't, you know. So, only I people I understand it for is like the older crowd because I could see it being tough to put the game on for them. But if you are under the age of 30 and you don't have an Amazon Prime account, I mean, come on now. Come on. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Even they offer a free subscription for a month. So you could watch this game, guys. It, it shouldn't be too difficult for you to find this game. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Let's go Lions. Let's win this Thursday. Let's go 3-1. Right. Come back home versus the Panthers. I'm out. Man, 3-1, man. Let's go, man. That'd be nice, bro. All right, guys. Like nice, Tyler man. said, we'll see you guys on Thursday, and I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.